This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. And welcome to Go, my favorite sports team. This is the episode that you've been waiting for. This is the penultimate episode. This is the monumentous occasion in which we get to discuss that which is Tyler's favorite topic of discussion. Who is Tyler? Oh, I'll let him introduce himself. Hi. Tyler is a man. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like when you ask me the question and then you're like no no you don't talk yeah you don't I, i'll tell you about my day i'm gonna tell you how you are Hi, tyler's I'm... man <laughs> <laughs> all right go hi i'm tyler i've uh, i'm a big sports guy i know sports you had good. all that chance uh, i gave listen. you the opportunity <laughs> do you think i was gonna interrupt you listen i'm terrible at writing bios i'm bad at introducing myself my introduction mm. is hi i'm tyler want to be friends <laughs> Ah, that's a pretty good intro. That's you know, literally how my dad taught me when I was a kid. Uh-huh. No joke. I it mean, was it... my dad taught me to go up to people uh-huh. and say, hi, my name's Tyler. What's your name? And that's how you make friends. It worked, right? Well, it, I mean, we're friends. We're friends. I don't remember that moment, but like uh, we're still friends. So Tyler has a master's degree in sports administration. Sport administration? Sports administration? You can say it either way, I think. What I always it? say sport because sport is more encompassing than sports. What does it say on the piece know. of paper? Your diploma. I don't have it with me. <laughs> He's a fraud. He's a fake. No. He doesn't know what he's talking about, which is important to remember for this episode. When we talk about Tom Brady. <laughs> we'll put in some clips of Tyler's previous discussions about Tom Brady on various episodes throughout my channel. Okay, so one thing that you need to know to preface this, and a lot of you may care about this, and a lot of you may not. He loves Tom Brady. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, he doesn't like Tom Brady for whatever reason. I don't know why. Is that Tom Brady in here? No! No! <laughs> I'm gonna be an artist in this one. Oh, okay. Just like Tom Brady himself. No! Really a true artist on the field of football. And you need to get rid of Tom Brady! <laughs> what do you mean, get rid of? Whoa, get rid of him down. out of your vocabulary! If you rearrange the letters of Tyler, Tom no! Brady <laughs> Congratulations, Tom Brady. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about with the whole Tom Brady thing. Clearly, you're, he's your idol. I mean... I don't think he likes that. No one's as good a friend to me as you, though. Co-president of the Tom Brady fan club. God damn it. 
<laughs> Man, you really want to be Tom Brady? We all know. We all know. We all know. I can tell people about your secret Tom Brady poster you have right above your bed. I know it. Straight on the ceiling. So you can I put nothing on my walls, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not on the walls. The ceilings, dude. You can't hide no, it. It's, ah, not. It's, not. <laughs> it's on the ceiling. Uh, when you lay down in bed and you go to sleep, you just look up and you're like, there he is. There he is. You No. Like, we should do a deep fake of Tyler. What? What? Don't worry about it. What? 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 Nothing. What? Nothing, Tyler Brady. Nothing. You shut your dirty mouth! I do not have a man crush on Tom Brady. I do not. I do not. The media has a man crush on Tom Brady. It's so funny because this has chased you for years, ever since you came to LA. Before that, it wasn't really a controversial topic of discussion, and I only played into it. I don't know anything about Tom Brady, to be perfectly honest, other than he played for the Patriots, and, you know, he won a few Super Bowls here and there. Well, that's all I really know. So everything that I say that I, I rib you for Tom Brady, I come from a place of ignorance. Like most of the things on this podcast, I come from a place of ignorance. But I am so, you can't understand how excited I am for this episode because we are going to dissect Tom Brady as a human being, as a player, why people consider him to be as good as they consider him to be. Some people call him the greatest of all time. You do not agree with that, but why do people think that? Okay, so Tom Brady came onto the scene in 2001 with the New England Patriots. Okay, that's a long time ago. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe got injured. He came in for Drew Bledsoe and they won a Super Bowl in 2001. It was okay. the first Patriots Super Bowl in their quote-unquote dynasty. Dynasty? Yes. Why dynasty? Basically, they almost won the NFL championship year after year after year in a row. Oh. It's a dynasty because they were so incredibly successful during that time that they were considered like kings of the NFL. They okay. were the top team. But they hadn't won the Super Bowl. Well, they did. Oh. They won it numerous times during this dynasty. No, I mean before this. Oh, this uh, oh, this is the start of the dynasty. This is the start of yeah. The right. Dynasty. Okay, I guess. So yeah. the the way dynasties work in sports, it's not that you're once you win a bunch of championships, your team's like a dynasty is forever. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's that time period from when you are super successful to when you are no longer super successful. And if there's a lot of years in there, that's what's called a dynasty. Where is New England? Do you, do you want to know where their stadium what is, is? What is New England? New well, it's it's the Greater Massachusetts area. They consider it New England. But New England is based on the 13 colonies. That's why they're called the New England Patriots. Is it like it's in uh, Foxborough, I believe. New England is a place I could go to. It's not just like an idea. Well, I, I guess it is. New England Patriots location comes up as in New England. Where is New England? This isn't a geography podcast. <laughs> it kind of is. Sports is kind of related to geography. Like there's different sports in different parts around the world. And, but anyway, not important. But uh, it's in Foxborough, Massachusetts. That's okay, where sure. Gillette Stadium is. Right. And it's the New England Patriots. You can tell so me. So they're based up. on. You you, I, that's you fine. It's fine. Mm, okay. All right. Now that we have that established. So Tom Brady, boom, he's entered the stage. The lights go out. The spotlight kicks on. So for perspective, the reason. Oh, sorry, I'm ruining your story. <laughs> I didn't have any story. I'm building a story throughout yeah. the episode. Oh. It'll it'll be added on to as oh. elements. But he plays from Blubus Mlumbo. Michigan. No, no. The guy he who, the other guy who got injured, Bishmabumbo. Uh, Drew Bledsoe? I was close. <laughs> <laughs> Bishmabumbo? It sounded like you said bitch mabumbo. Maybe that you know, you you, you never undermine bitch mabumbo here. But anyway, I've already forgotten his real name. Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. I'm so sorry. Uh he got injured. 
Lights kick on. Sparkles shimmer in the air. A shooting star passes overhead. Doves fly out from the locker room thing entrance that they come out of and out walks to a fanfare of angelic choirs. Tom Brady steps onto the field and thus the dynasty begins. I'm recapping what you said, man. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm recapping no. what you said. You celebrated so much more. So to give you give you perspective uh, on Tom Brady, okay. he was not a highly sought out after college athlete. He was not a high draft pick. He okay. was a late draft pick. Mm-hmm. So he showed from what NFL experts considered little promise. Okay. He came out of Michigan. He was mm-hmm. successful at Michigan, but he was slow. He was skinny. Mm-hmm. He didn't have arm strength. Mm-hmm. He was inconsistent. Mm-hmm. All of those things were there. So obviously when you hear all those things, you know, we talk about fuck you energy. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady got a lot of that. Okay. I could admire that. So he came on the scene after Drew Bledsoe got injured and I wouldn't say carried them to a championship, mm-hmm. but he helped lead them to an NFL championship. Okay. Ah. Why is this so buzzy? Oh, you get text messages, Mark? No. It's, uh, is Tom Brady texting you right now asking if this is the episode because yeah. you've been in touch with him to get at me all this time? And here is Tom Brady walking in the door right now. Hey, Tom. I respect you, but please go. <laughs> oh, man, harsh. For those uh, listening who are gullible, Tom Brady is not actually here. If he did, you would have heard the angelic choirs and the doves and yada, yada. Yeah, okay. <laughs> He was drafted 199th in the NFL draft. How many did they draft? Uh, 199th. It's changed over the years. That's a lot of drafts. There are only 32 teams, as you have 32 teams. The last pick in the draft is called Mr. Irrelevant. That's harsh. Was he in Mr. Irrelevant? He was not Mr. Irrelevant. I guess it's as many as you could afford. He was a a compensatory pick, which is usually what you get for perspective. This may confuse you, but if you tender a deal for a person who's going to be a free agent from your team. So their contract's over. They're considered a restricted free agent, which means you are able to tender them an amount and basically other teams would have to beat that amount Uh for them to be able to take that pick. If the other team beats out your amount, you tendered to that player and they take that player away from you. You get a compensatory pick. For compensation. Correct. So to set the stage even further from the previous one, as soon as Tom Brady had stepped on the field after got injured, probably from Tom Brady shanking him in the ankle. I'm not going to make any accusations. It might have happened. But he steps on there and a flashback occurs to his. It's like being not asked for a dance at the prom. He's sitting in the shadows of the draft, you know, on the stage or wherever they are. I don't know what it looks like, but he's off to the wings in the shadow. The spotlight is on other people and they keep rattling off names so-and-so, Mishmabob, Bitchmabumbo, you know, all these great picks above him and he's crying in the corner. He's a stick man. He's got no muscle, no arm strength. He's so inconsistent. He's fidgeting all over the place. He's practically twitching in his seat. So sad. But he's getting pulled back to the present. Those are days long gone ago. He's a new man. This is his chance. The crown is descending from the heaven onto his head. Not yet. No, okay. Not yet, everybody. Not, Not ever, yet. if okay. you ask me. Okay. <laughs> so, He went to the New England Patriots, who arguably have the best coach in the NFL in Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. He was fired by the Cleveland Browns because, well, he left Cleveland. He wasn't fired necessarily because he wanted more control as a coach. Right. 
He wanted to be able to make player personnel decisions, mm. which, as we talked about before this episode, is the, the GM in the front office. In the yeah. front office, which is at the top for some weird reason of the stadium. Now, do you consider him the best coach of all I time? I do. The biggest mm. indicator for me why Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time sure. is not necessarily having the best players of all time. It's that he adjusts his scheme and adjusts things based on the players that he has, mm. and then he is considered one of the best person. Like, they could be struggling really hard at halftime. So, mm-hmm. for example, the Super Bowl that mm-hmm. they were down tremendously against sure. the Atlanta Falcons yeah. came back in the second half and dominated and ended up coming back and winning. That's fun. They were getting destroyed in that first half. Uh-huh. They were getting dominated. At halftime, he made those adjustments. Him and his coaching staff made those adjustments to change their game plan to suddenly take over the game and win in the second half. And that's what makes him the greatest coach of all time, as far as I'm concerned, is because he has the ability throughout a game to make adjustments on the fly to the point to where it can completely change the tide in his favor. Now, Tom Brady. Okay. So he got drafted. He went to New England Patriots, who was one of the best premier coaches in the NFL. At the time, he wasn't necessarily considered that, who wanted more control over his team. Bill Belichick is a great mind. We all already see that nowadays in, in how he manages a team and what he puts together. But... Bill Belichick in this time was known for special teams, which is a huge part. I know the special teams. I like how you put your hands <laughs> like you're already holding a rifle. <laughs> I did. You literally I just did. said, I know special teams know and just rose. <laughs> so Bill Belichick has put together this great team and Drew Bledsoe is considered a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. And the greatest thing about this is Tom Brady went to a great team. He went to a great coaching staff. Sure. You never want to knock somebody for that. But when you argue about the greatest of all time, you get into discussions about why were they successful? Mm-hmm. And the coaching staff, you got to look at that. Uh-huh. And I understand people can be like, oh, he went to Tampa Bay and he won there. And I'm like, boy, look at what Tampa Bay had before. Who are you calling boy? <laughs> oh, I will say what I wish. <laughs> Look at the team that they already had. They had a premier defense. Uh They had a tremendous offense talent. Mm -hmm. The piece that was missing was pass protection and a quarterback that would not turn the ball over. Okay. They went six and 10 with a quarterback that set the record for most turnovers in a season. He threw 30 interceptions and they still won six games. Is this a blue blood? So, or is this, is this, this is, this is is Jameis Winston. James. Who's that different person. It's not important. Where was he? He wasn't around when Tom Brady first entered the NFL. Uh, well, then, uh, when... All right, anyway. Are we trying to do chronological, or are you letting me do my thing? I'm trying to get this story together. Okay. okay. So Tom Brady entered the league. Drew Bledsoe injured. No longer the quarterback of the New England Patriots after Tom Brady came in and was highly successful in that okay. system. Highly successful. Mm-hmm. He spent majority of his career in New England with Bill Belichick playing in that system. Mm. I still think he's a system quarterback, and people are going to yell at me for that. But... Let me preface this before I get into this goat conversation. Okay, okay. I will say that his career, Uh his accolades as far as Super Bowl wins and stuff like that Uh is a legendary career. I will say he probably has the greatest accolades of all time Uh for a career in football. Okay. He has won more championships than any individual player ever has, Uh but championships are a team thing. (laughs) Oh, the face he just pulled everyone at home. He just could. (laughs) I felt my blood turn to stone. I just, Peyton Manning has more MVPs. Plenty of other players have more MVPs and have been better statistically. Mm -hmm. Okay. But here's the biggest thing 
All right. He's won a ton of championships. Mm-hmm. He's been a part of great teams, and I respect him as a player. I think he's an elite player. Uh, I don't think he's the greatest of all time. Okay. And the reason I don't think he's the greatest of all time goes into a number of factors. But first, let's analyze. Yeah. Let, okay. So we've got the statement out there. Everybody at home, he has declared his stance. He has made it known. Uh, he's made it known five years ago, but he makes it known here on this podcast with the animosity is already brewing. But let's hear him out. All right. So in 2001, New England Patriots were a very good team. Yes, you've said this. And people say, you know, Tom Brady carried them to the championship. Tom Brady, that's Tom Brady that. (laughs) Their defensive rank across 32 teams was 10th. They were the 10th best defense in 2001. Okay. Their offensive rank predicated. They revolve around running the ball. Uh Uh-huh which is a quarterback handing it to a running back and letting the offensive line and the running back do the work. Okay. They were pretty well. They were 24th in yards, which means their special teams was doing something really well so they didn't have to go very far to score. Uh-huh. So defense, highly ranked. All right. Go into 2002. Brady's next year. Defensive rank, a little worse. They didn't win the Super Bowl that year. Just saying. Okay, all right. Defense wins championships. Okay. The next year, their defensive rank, Number eight, they won the Super Bowl that year. Defensive rank, 2004, number one, they won the Super Bowl. Defensive rank the following year, they lost in the divisional round. They were 13th. Still pretty good. It's higher than 50%. You're in the top 50%. It's like a C. Yeah. Defensive rank the next year, fifth. They lost in the conference championship, the game before the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Defensive rank the next year, number one. They made it and lost in the Super Bowl. Defensive rank next year, sixth. Defensive rank the next year, third. Defensive rank the next year, tenth. Defensive rank the next year, fifth. Defensive rank the next year, second. Defensive rank the next year, tenth. Is there a common trend here, Mark? Their defense has been in the top ten. Uh-huh. The New England Patriots, when Tom Brady's on that team, consistently uh-huh. in the top ten in the NFL. Defense year, the next time they won the Super Bowl in 2014 was number three. Most of the time when they win, top five defense. So when I say championships are a team sport and a team achievement, and people are like, oh, Tom Brady carried on them. No, I'm pretty sure the defense did. On top of that, yeah, he put up a lot of stats. He put up a lot of yards. They always had a good rushing offense. I don't need to tell you about the stats about the rushing offense. They always ran the ball well. Uh-huh. When they've won, they ran the ball well. Uh-huh. But here's an interesting stat that I've talked about a lot of times. Uh-huh. If a quarterback doesn't have time to throw the ball, he's not going to be able to throw the ball. If he doesn't have receivers that can catch, he's not going to be able to catch the ball. You need a great offensive line for a quarterback to be considered great uh-huh. the majority of the time. There are exceptions to this rule with Russell Wilson carrying his team on his back with a terrible offensive line because of his scrambling ability. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady does not have that scrambling athletic ability. Mm-hmm. He does have a great mind. I will give him respect for that. He does have an understanding of a playbook mm-hmm. and where his players are going to be. And he has a work ethic that is ungodly. Uh-huh. I have much respect for Tom Brady. I just can't stand how the media is constantly like, he's the greatest. There's also the fact that he <laughs> was in Boston area, which is a big market team, which means the media has a love fest with big market teams. So everybody's talking about Tom Brady. And this is why people think I hate Tom Brady. All right. I don't hate Tom Brady. I respect the man. I hate how the media portrays him constantly and are wrong and say he's the greatest. He's a great, but the man has had so much help 
All right, so to add on to my story from before, he steps out on that field, he has his flashback, and he takes his second step, and he knows each step is another step on the road to greatness. He can trust his team. He relies on them. And with the glorious, uh, like, empathy of an incredible leader, he knows through his inspiration alone that the defense will protect him and will let him do what he needs to do. It's, it's basically just his charm that exudes from him, like an aura of energy in Dragon Ball Z. And people pick up on it. And that's why they were ranked so highly, is because he, merely standing there, the god that he is, spread his power to others. That's why he was so skinny. He was like bleeding all of his energy out to everyone around him. That's mm -hmm. how he gives so much. Okay, all right, okay, all right. All these theoreticals aside and my stupid bullshit stories aside, I get what you're saying. And I think that even me, not knowing a lot about football and not knowing the nuances of these teams that you do, I don't even know how you rank a defense in terms of, like, ability. But, and I know you'll tell me, I know you'll tell me, but I can totally see how you dissect it down to, like, it's a team sport. But then again, from my limited understanding, if, if the understanding that it's a team sport, that's the same across all of those teams, right? So wouldn't it be a fair judgment to say that the quarterbacks in any team has the same situation regardless of what team they're on. There might be a better defense. There might be a worse defense. It's about how they play in that environment and how they thrive, right? So mm -hmm. why do people call him the greatest of all time? I, I get that it can be, you know, rose-tinted glasses. They won a lot of Super Bowls, and so it could be like, he was there, you know, he has the ring. They get rings, right? Yeah. Yeah, they get rings. He has rings to prove it. He's got the infinity gauntlet of Super Bowl rings or whatever. Uh, but at the same time, you said he has good stats, right? Yeah. Who has better? Depends on what stat you're looking at. Which that's I don't know thing. the stats. So, <laughs> so like, if you're talking yards, uh -huh. um, there's a number of factors to consider in yards because mm -hmm. the interesting thing with NFL statistics, you could throw a ball one yard mm -hmm. and your receiver runs 99 yards. Mm -hmm. That counts as 99 passing yards. That seems a little unfair. Does, right. the, does the, the receiver get running yards? Yeah, it's called yards after catch. Ah. But even those yards after catch still contribute to those quarterback stats for passing yards. Sure. Because it was a passing play. Right. So you can see how those stats can easily be misconstrued. Because uh -huh. you could have a great receiver like Jamar Chase this last year who uh -huh. just absolutely explodes when he gets the ball in yards after catch. Yeah. And you just get great passing stats. Mm. So that's that's an interesting thing and nuance to think about because the other thing is like the majority of people that believe, and this is why I can't stand the media's coverage of it, is they've never really explained why they say Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. The main thing they point to is the number of championships. Mm -hmm. And that drives me absolutely insane because people say the same thing about Michael Jordan, LeBron James and stuff like that. It's Super Bowl rings, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. But there's there are so many other players that it takes a team. Tom Brady is not on the field the entire game. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So those championships come down to a massive amount of people. Mm -hmm. So there's 11 players on offense, 11 players on defense. And when you mm -hmm. do special teams, which usually sometimes have some offensive players and defensive players, there's 11 there. Sure. A roster in football is 53. Mm -hmm. An active roster. You have 53 people that can play during a game. So you're talking about a team of 53 people. Mm-hmm. Winning a championship. So you're saying that the best cannot be determined by championships because Correct. it's not up to the one. Per it doesn't matter Correct. how good of a quarterback you are. Correct. 
if your team sucks, you won't win. Correct. So you can have the best quarterback in the world with a bad team. They won't have any rings. Correct. All right. I see what you're going for. Because there's there's too much within that that mm. factors into a championship. So uh, is it also what you're saying is like with Tom Brady specifically, you can't discern how his individual quality is because his team has always been very good. Correct. Okay. I never understood this argument of like, how can one player not be the best? Because it's impossible to discern who is the best. It's not like there's a running back Olympics, right? Correct. The Olympics is, is simple. Whoever runs the fastest is the best. Quarterback, it's not simple because like you can't just be by yards because it's like, who are you passing it to? Who are you handing it off to? How much time are you getting? Like all of your stats, yeah. you can track stats, right? Mm -hmm. But your stats are also impacted by who you have around you. Yeah. And it's like at a fundamental level, the biggest way to decide whether a player has a tremendous impact is a complex statistical analysis of what they do and how it changes the course of the game. Mm -hmm. And it's an insanely complex equation just for basketball because people have done it with comparisons to LeBron and Michael Jordan. Like when LeBron was in Cleveland, he basically was the only talent in Cleveland mm -hmm. versus Michael Jordan, who had Scottie Pippen and, and the rest of his insane supporting cast like Dennis Rodman and, and various other people to where you, you get a nuance of like, how much was it them? How much was it this person? Mm -hmm. And those even those equations don't get you the answer. Right. So going into that, you look at the supporting cast and what triggers their success. And in basketball, it's a lot easier uh -huh. because you have five players uh -huh. on the court. Yeah. And the five players basically do similar things. They mm -hmm. want to score points. They want to steal. They want to rebound. All of those things. Everybody is doing that. Everybody mm -hmm. can do that. Yeah. You have different positions that'll do different things like a center versus shooting guard or a point mm -hmm. guard. But in football, offensive line, if they're successful, a quarterback has plenty of time to choose whoever it is, which gives receivers, whether they're good or bad, mm -hmm. more time to then find an empty space in the defense to get mm -hmm. open. And so when each individual player is so distinctly different, it's hard to analyze the statistical impact. Like one position you can analyze that the quarterback has the most statistical impact on the success of an offense. Mm -hmm. That's obvious. Mm -hmm. But what's really interesting about that is because really the offensive line has a bigger statistical impact than just the quarterback. Do you just believe that you, no player can be the greatest of that of all time? Can there be the greatest like running back of all time? So my argument there, because there's so many people that are involved in being successful, because you could have the most talented running back in the world, but if they don't have an offensive line, they've got a bunch of people on them. Now, I argue, because Barry Sanders didn't have a great offensive line mm -hmm. sure. and still pulled it off, that I consider Barry Sanders one of the all-time greats. Uh -huh. But I don't think anybody can be distinguishedly considered the best. So it's not necessarily that you don't believe no player can be the best of that player. It's just that, like, you I don't, don't think, think there's any pinnacle one person that can be considered the greatest right of that position now. of all time. It can only ever be right now. Like, e even if, like, someone ran the fastest race, they're only the greatest right now. Because that's the thing about, like, records being broken. Yeah. Is, like, as soon as it's broken and people realize it's possible, someone will exceed it. This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more.
This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You know all those subscription websites, they just hide those charges from you, they're hidden and repetitive and you forget about them? Oh, I know exactly which websites you're talking about. The ones that you like to go to. You do? I've literally spent so long digging through my finances. Rocket Money can help cancel your subscriptions. You're saying Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow grow your savings? Absolutely, yes. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses? Uh-huh, yeah. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for me? Up to 20%? Maybe. But for our listeners, definitely yes. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash sportsteam. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-T-E-A-M. That's rocketmoney.com sports team with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that Learn more at marines.com. But now here's where I'm going to bring it back a little bit. Because sure. I've seen what you're saying. Then really, like from a technical level, you cannot see who is the best. Therefore, it turns towards like a more Academy Award style popularity thing of like who believes right. who is the right, best. Right, which is generally most people are focused on Tom Brady. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, it's hard to argue. Now, My that point is always hard. That doesn't mean that everyone agrees with it. It's definitely like the, whoever is not voted for like best director, let's say. No one would be unanimously be like... Oh, yeah, Correct. best director. Correct. Like, they're good, and they were good in that moment enough to be considered the best right now. So it's like, you can't say best of all time, but you can say, like, generally agree, like, okay, yeah, he's the best, I guess. And then a lot of people might think that. Some people would disagree. Correct. So you have a collection of people that you could consider some of the best based on statistics, based on championships, based of all of that. Mm-hmm. I personally choose to, like, eliminate championships. There's a, there's a distinct difference between each sport, right? Because, mm-hmm. yeah. like, tennis, individual sports, like, by far and away... Serena Williams is one of the greatest tennis players of all time. Sure. Like absolutely dominant most championships ever, but that's mostly an individual sport. They can do doubles and she excels in doubles as well. Uh But like Serena Williams, like you can't, you have a hard time arguing against it because it's not a team sport. Sure. And in basketball, you could go into it because it's like, you're talking five players versus 53 players. Sure. So you see what I mean? Like different sports have different elements where you can argue that it's just a lot harder in football to be like that guy. Uh-huh. Just for a quarterback itself, you have to get the snap. So that's mm-hmm. offensive line, protection, offensive line. How good is their running game? Because play action is also a factor. Mm-hmm. Play calling is a factor. How often are you passing? How often are you throwing? Um, how good are the teams you're playing against? Because that's another factor, which also I argue with the Patriots. They were going against three of the worst teams in the NFL consistently in Tom Brady's tenure because they played against the New York Jets sure. in their division the Miami Dolphins, Mm. and the Buffalo Bills, which were very consistently terrible Mm. with losing records the majority of Tom Brady's tenure. And that's six of 16 games that they play right there. But have you ever seen Tom Brady's smile? Have you ever seen his radiant smile shining off the way the kids' faces light up when they see him? I will say he seems like a really nice guy, and I feel really bad for hating on him to a degree that people think I do. I have uh, utmost respect for this man. Uh-huh. I think he's he's done an amazing job in his career. I just 
I'm sorry, I can't name anybody as the greatest of all time. Uh-huh. In football, there's just too much nuance. There's too much to it. Uh-huh. Like I personally, given just looking at the athletes I've seen in my life through football, yeah, would pick numerous quarterbacks over Tom Brady mm-hmm. personally. Yeah, not looking at him out of college, looking at his career overall. Mm-hmm. And there's intangibles that I can't equate to because there's leadership, there's other things. Mm-hmm. But there's a number of things that, to me, speak volumes for me more towards Peyton Manning than they do Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And I also can't stand when analysis and all these people in the media literally <laughs> make these games out to be this quarterback versus this quarterback. They're never on the same field at the same time. Oh, you're right. It's the quarterback versus the other team's defense. It's that quarterback versus the other team's defense. I like They I, are not versing each other. I, that makes total sense. I, I always knew that. But now that you pointed out, I was like, oh, yeah, that's... That is kind of a dumb comparison to make. I think I even made that error earlier because I was like, the defense protects the quarterback. And I'm like, no, wait, that's not right. Yeah, these quarterback battles Uh are a fundamental thing because quarterbacks tend to be the big names. It's a marketing ploy. It's 100% a marketing ploy. It's not Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. Uh It's Joe Burrow versus the Kansas City Chiefs defense, which was worse than the Bengals defense. So then it's Patrick Mahomes versus the Bengals defense. Okay. They Literally, a quarterback battle Uh means nothing. The quarterback doesn't give a shit. They never they, see each other. <laughs> exactly. They don't care if they do statistically better than the other one. They care about winning the game. Uh, you could have a terrible game uh, and win. Tom Brady has had that numerous times in, in his career. He's had a terrible game. Granted, terrible is a, like subjective hmm. because he still does pretty well. Right. But I mean, like if you have a great running game, you'll win the game. You don't have to pass the ball that much. We saw that with the Patriots against the Bills this past season where the Patriots basically just ran the ball and destroyed the Bills early in the season. Uh, now you're, you're losing. I know. You're losing. I know. I'm talking about actual games. But it's it's such a nuance of it's like quarterback comparison, quarterback this, and it's like it's a marketing ploy. Okay, okay, okay. But if it's a marketing ploy, we talked about this in the Superstar episode. That has an effect. Correct. And, 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 and it should. Because it's ticket sales. It should be taken into account because it's a net positive on the sport. And, and if we're judging someone based on the greatest of all time, and let's say that there are people that are better than Tom Brady in certain categories of accounting, for lack of a better term, they can't be that much better, right? It's not like they're miles above, so we have to look at a broader metric. And it's a discussion. Right. And so the broader metric generally that I would look at. And Fat the greatest, head sales. How many walls have Tom Brady stuck on them? Tom Brady is going to win. Yours did, didn't it? <laughs> You're one of them. That was a jersey, and that was because of a punishment. (laughs) Don't even. It's off now. I got to remove it at the beginning of this year. Wow. I'm so glad. Where is it? You use it in my closet. You knitted it into a quilt and you sewed it. I'm actually going to. So I have two of them. You have two of them. So here's the reason. Here's the reason. (laughs) I still have to do the stream wearing one of the jerseys. Uh, I haven't done that yet. Yeah. But I'm going to sign them because people love my Tom Brady. I can't stand him Uh, thing. And it's because of the media. It's not because of Tom Brady. Sorry, Tom Brady. Don't take this personally. Uh, You're great. I'd love to meet you. I respect you. He walked in the door and you told him to leave. I was busy with a podcast. (laughs) And 
I, I respect him. It's the problem I have is the media portrayal and this fundamental group think of there's no argument against him being the greatest of all time. When I look at the stats and he's had one of the best offensive lines his entire career, whether he was in New England or thereafter, he's had prominent receivers in Wes Welker, Rob Gronkowski, and various other things. He's always had a prominent run game. When he went to Tampa Bay, they had Leonard Fournette. They had thousand yard rushers almost every season total as far as running backs go. But the offensive line is the biggest statistical factor in here because if you have a great offensive line, Joe Burrow lost the Super Bowl because he didn't have time to throw. He got sacked seven times. He has the record for most sacks in a season, pretty much, for the Bengals. Mm -hmm. If you don't have pressure, your quarterback can sit back there for days, mm -hmm. practically. Yeah. And you could have terrible receivers. They'll eventually get open. Yeah. So if you have a great offensive line, not only are you going to have that protection to where Tom Brady can basically go through every single progression and find every option before he makes a decision, you have a run game. Mm. You are able to do play action and trickery that nobody else can to make the defense get out of position. <laughs> Mark, wake up! Ah! Oh, sorry. What did what, I miss? Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 just, it's not that it's boring. It's not, it's not, it's just like, it's over my head, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm guessing people at home don't either. They just want, oh, Tom Brady's so handsome. Okay. He's so handsome. You have good block. Uh, you have good play. Uh, you have quarterback protect. Uh, he can pass. Okay. You have good blocking. Uh -huh. Run back, go far. Ah. A team wins a championship. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I totally get you. Yeah, and yeah. if you have a good defense and good special teams, you're getting a greater percentage opportunity. The mm -hmm. difference between starting on your own 20-yard line mm -hmm. and starting on your own 35, mm -hmm. your chance of scoring goes up by over 15%. Wait, what was it? Wait, what other lines? 20-yard line. 20-yard line? 35-yard line. 35-yard line. Your chance of scoring a touchdown, scoring points, period, uh -huh. increases by over 15%. So it's like a percent for every yard closer. Correct. Hmm, that's not bad. So if you have good special teams and good defense, defense mm. forces the other team to kick ball to you sooner, and you get ball closer to their end zone. I like that you just slip into it. <laughs> you slip into Mark talk, and you just really dumb it down, and I get it. I understand it. Okay, so let's create another hypothetical for you. Okay. What if you cloned Tom Brady, and you cloned him so that he was every player on the team? He was every offensive dude. He was every receiver. He was the running back. He was all the defense. Would that team not sweep it undefeated straight to the Super Bowl, win it? They just hand him the trophy. Would that not happen? No, they'd lose every game. You tell me he'd lose every game? You want to see Tom Brady try and block the likes of Aaron Donald? I don't it's know who happening. Aaron Donald is. Aaron Donald is, is a 300-pound man. With 10% body fat, who is just rippling muscles. Uh, best player on defense time and time again in the NFL, other than TJ Watt, who's for the Steelers, but we don't care about the Steelers because I'm a Bengals fan. I don't like the Steelers. Um, I respect wow. them. There are players on the Steelers you can't I respect. just say, I hate them, but I respect them. I didn't them say I hate them. I said, I don't like them. Wade <laughs> hates them. He said so when we were in Pittsburgh on tour. I. Thoroughly dislike them. I like I love the 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 tactic of you say opinion you don't like, you hate, whatever. I just like, but I respect. Respect. <laughs> no, I do. Troy Polamalu is one of my favorite safeties of all time. He mm -hmm. played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of my favorite running backs of all time. Granted, he ran all over the Cincinnati Bengals. Jerome Bettis. Mm -hmm. I have 
lots of respect for those players. Uh-huh. So like there's there's nuances in that that I could get into, but we're talking about Tom Brady. Right? Yeah, okay. So back on the Tom Brady's, the team, all right. and all the cheerleaders are also Tom Brady. Do they have cheerleaders in the NFL? Yes. We'll cover that in another, because that's an interesting topic of conversation, the whole concept of cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that's a fascinating discussion. We'll talk about that. But even the cheerleaders are Tom Brady. Now what if instead of it just being Tom Brady as he is, as the god of quarterback that he is, as just the unbelievable monolith of manliness, or otherwise as a cheerleader, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, let's say he lived life differently. He bulked up, you know, for those right positions. He's uh, you, you take Tom Brady's brain, you clone it, you put it in everyone in the... the I could see that being highly successful. Yeah? Yes. Because you think he has a good mind. 100%. Yeah. 100%. The man knows the sport in and out. Like, this is something I always say about Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. He has a great mind for the game. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. He cares about winning. He he seems, from what I can see, as a great leader. He's been spoken about by a lot of different people, coaches, players alike, as being a great leader, pushing them to be the best of themselves. Mm. So there's a level of him that I can never equate to, but those things, yeah, he may be great in those areas and those may be arguments for being the greatest of all time, Mm -hmm. but there's, there's nuances that need to be understood as to what makes a team successful and why I don't think any position period Mm -hmm. can be considered the greatest of all time because to be good at his receiver, you need a great quarterback that can pass you the ball Mm -hmm. for a quarterback to be able to pass the ball. You need a great offensive line to protect them. Mm -hmm. So, like, for a team to win, you have to have all of the pieces in place. Okay, but also at the same time, if you do judge a quarterback based on their various metrics, would the greatest of all time be the one that exceeded everyone ever in all metrics under any circumstance, whether they had a good offensive line or not? Like, even in their downtimes, if they compared it to another quarterback who had an equivalently bad, say, offensive line, but they scored better than they did with both bad offensive lines, then you could compare those metrics given the circumstances are right right to to a degree Mm. it's think of it it's like you put two people in a room Mm. okay and you can read up one gun in the middle no 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 no. oh different scenario this is not something else all right no you put two people in a room and you're given a sheet of paper for each one Uh about what they're statistically good at their life history and stuff like that Different, different, different episodes. episodes. <laughs> we should talk about like fake sports in in media and stuff like that, or, or games that people played for. Oh, I, I have an idea for that. Okay, future cool. episode. Future episode. Future episode. Um, two people in a room. One gun. Two in the people middle. in a room. No gun. One bullet in. The no middle. knife. No dildo. Fine, you do what you want to do. <laughs> two people. Right. They're in a room. You're given sheets. Uh-huh about what they're good at, what they're bad at, their life story, everything. Sure. Would you objectively be able to sit there and tell me? Because they obviously went through different circumstances. They went through different things. Okay. Tell me which one's better than the other. At what? Period. Oh, that's an unfair metric. No. It's the same thing as being able to be like looking at a player in a sport with 11 people on each team, three different phases. They're not on the field all the time. Mm -hmm. And you're going to sit there and tell me you can equate one person to being the greatest of all time. That's, well, I'm not the greatest of all time between those two people in the room. Yeah. Being of all the people that I've seen alone in a dark room with a dildo in the middle of it, which is more than you'd think. 
but less than you imagine. I think I would have to I would have to pick criteria because the question begets an answer, right? You are asking me to answer it. I would have to answer it based on the criteria that I have. Correct. If I don't answer, like there's no point. So yes, I would have to, and I would pick a metric based on what's on the piece of paper. But you're not even telling me what's on the piece of paper. Well, I can't make up something. It's the story that of death. their entire life. So it's yeah. like I have to judge based on everything, and I would look at like what they've done. I would be like, yeah, there. So say who's going to heaven, who's going to hell, kind of thing. So here's here's the metric I'd put it at. Okay. Say you have all that information, but you don't know what they did for a living. Uh-huh. Could you, on that basis, tell me which one had the better career, who made the more, most money, who was happier? I I would be able to pick some criteria. I would look at like their smile. <laughs> who smiled more in their life? Calloused hands. Like which one had a better career? And what's better career? Like is it like happier career, more money making career? And that's yeah. But the thing is, like, I see your point, but also I, as an individual, I think this is where a lot of people get there. Like, they feel like they have to come up with an answer. Right. And they don't know all the information, so they base their answer based on their limited understanding. They may be wrong in their assessment, and I am. Like, the more you tell me about this with, you know, Tom Brady being, like, the greatest of all time, and how you believe that 100%, and you will fight that. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, no, I get that. How you, how you don't believe that. Thank you. <laughs> he got Thank the... you for representing me properly. <laughs> he got the dildo. I was very scared. We are two people alone in a room and there's a dildo in between us. Anyway, what? No! No, the more you say it, the more I kind of understand your perspective. But I think for other people and like for the average, even the average sports fan knows more than me. Right. Like, but I'm getting your perspective and I'm gaining greater understanding. I feel like your specificity of your understanding, it exceeds the average person. And so I totally get that. However, much like in this scenario with the two men in a room with a dildo, I have to come up with an answer and I have to create an answer based on limited understanding. Therefore, I might get the wrong conclusion because I was looking at the wrong data. You know what I mean? Which so, is my point in this circumstance. But I think my point is. is their answer isn't necessarily wrong because when it comes down to deciding who's the greatest of all time, isn't that a popularity vote? It boils down to that. Like all stats aside, when you consider the greatest of all time in anything, truth aside, it's pop. It's what people think is the right answer, whether it's right or wrong. And uh, when it comes down to it, it also boils down to like that person for whatever reason, because of the media bias or whatever that is, they talked about him more and therefore he became more influential to more people and therefore more people think of that. And again, it may be wrong, but to them is kind of not, but it kind of is wrong, but it's kind of not wrong. You know, it's up in the air. To a degree, my, my problem with this more than anything mm. is everything, anytime a greatest of all time conversation comes up mm -hmm. championships get talked about yeah and the problem i have with that mm -hmm. is because for you to win a championship in the nfl or any sport that is a team sport mm -hmm. a championship is won by that team mm -hmm. yeah there can be superstars on that team that play really well mm -hmm. but they're not always the reason they win uh -huh. and in football in particular yeah there's a greater parallel to mm -hmm. winning as a result of turnover differential, mm -hmm. field position, and time of possession than there is any other statistic mm -hmm. in that sport. It's like this, If uh, correct me at any time I'm wrong here. 
is Tom Brady had more opportunities to be exceptional yes. because his team gave him more opportunities to be exceptional. Because his teams were exceptional. Exactly. And that, and that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Is like, and, and, and for people listening at home, this is why I'm starting to understand where Tyler's coming from. It's a situation where uh, there can be an even better quarterback on another team. Joe Burrow's, an ex- I'm not saying he's an even better one, but just like he's an exceptional quarterback. Everyone can see that. His offensive line let him down in many more occasions than Tom Brady's offensive line would have. Significantly. Significantly. Like Joe Burrow would have scored more touchdowns, made more passes, like gained more yards in general, been able to make more plays if he had like even half a second more time to make those decisions, right? I would even go as far as to predict and project that if Joe Burrow had the offensive line that Tom Brady had at New England, Mm -hmm. which by the way, the person who coached for New England is Mm -hmm. looked up to as the best offensive line coach bar none Mm -hmm. like he's put together premier players and made great protection packages and all of that to protect tom brady if joe burrow had that they would have won the super bowl i I mean it was close enough game without it he was sacked what six seven times seven times that's not counting how many times he had pressure on him how many times he had to escape and evade he's more mobile than tom brady has ever been in his career Uh uh-huh which has more to do with your footwork and speed and all of that stuff. Tom Brady is not a very, he's he's an athlete, but he's not fast. Uh He's not, like he's not known for his running capabilities. Gotcha. Okay. I will say his accuracy is great. He has a great mind for the game. He's won a lot of games. He's been very clutch in putting together drives. He's a great motivator. He's a great leader. But when you look at all the accolades that he has, everybody comes down to the championships and there's also blemishes. Mm -hmm. There's, cheating scandals numerous ones that happened oh, during yeah. this dynasty wait there was someone with the football being the deflate gate deflate. one is kind of garbage oh, because they basically ran and won that game anyway but there's more but the idea that he deflated footballs purposefully it does make it easier to couch i don't care what sports science says i have caught semi-flat footballs versus fully inflated balls based on friction differential and understanding physics it is a lot easier to catch the ball won't travel as far but you're able to stop the ball faster because you're increasing the surface area of the ball as it touches your fingers now that shit makes sense to me because i I do know physics and that does make sense from a logical standpoint like the indentations that your fingers would make would create more surface area correct therefore the indentation alone would increase the angle of friction applied to the ball and therefore it would stop it sooner yeah so it's an easier to catch ball it may be a slightly harder to throw it further because it's can't spiral as well in other things mm-hmm. but that's beside the point yeah but the the big one that bothers me more than anything mm-hmm. and this is the one that nobody talks about anymore is spygate spygate that? spygate was the new england patriots were caught now these these tapes by the way were destroyed by the nfl Ooh, arguably spicy. numerous people this is some conspiracy theory here is the sense that they destroyed them because the extent in which those tapes went would have destroyed all legacy of the new england patriots success Ooh. so they were caught videotaping and stealing the signs and signals of the defense this was before they did the microphone into the defense side it was only uh. on the offense it was so bad that in the super bowl game the eagles defensive players said Every time they called a blitz, it was like the Patriots offense knew exactly what was coming and when it was coming. Wow. To the point to where they called the perfect counter plays and stuff like that. And if you look at that, that's a blemish on his career. You take away some of his accolades, some of his championships, because if you know the defense and what the defense is going to do. Yeah, of course. I know what's going to happen before the play starts. I know where to go with the ball. I know my offensive line is going to know where to adjust to protect me. It's cheating. Straight, straight, straight cheating. Straight cheating. Yeah. Straight cheating. 
And so that's a major blemish on his career. If you look at accolades, he's still extremely successful. But I, again, that probably helped his stats. Mm-hmm. There's the factor, and and this is the thing that I find very interesting. There's a number of great players that have been on small market teams. Mm-hmm. They don't get the media attention that you get in a big market area like New York or yeah. Boston. Like Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals have one Hall of Famer. One. One. Out of 32 teams, they have one, I think, and audience may correct me if I'm wrong, but based on tenure, it might be a little bit different because Uh. Houston Texans haven't existed that long. Mm -hmm. But for how old that team and how long that team has existed in the NFL, having one Hall of Famer is unheard of small. Mm -hmm. Kenny Anderson, who has multiple MVPs in his career and had a incredible career as far as completion percentage go, Mm -hmm. not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. If you are not in a big market, all of a sudden your chances of being in the Hall of Fame are slim to none. Oh. Hall of Fame choices are based on Super Bowl wins, weirdly. Oh. I have I have a lot of arguments with this because Troy Aikman is in the Hall of Fame when there are so many other quarterbacks who had better careers and were statistically better than Troy Aikman oh. that aren't in the Hall of Fame. I know very little of what you were discussing, but it sounds unfair basically, to the Bengals. Well, basically what it comes down to is if your name's known, you're more likely to be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. All right, so if gotcha. you're in a big market area that has better market value, yeah. you're going to get talked about more. Is Joe Burrow starting to receive that kind of attention? Yes. Because he, like, it, he's a hero in Cincinnati, but also, from my limited knowledge of football, he's also really good. Yes. And, like, he has kind of changed the shape of the Bengals, at least in the attention of the media. How much influence has Joe Burrow, a quarterback, in a situation where, for as long as I've known, Bengals have been a middling team? Yeah. Like, they haven't been to the playoffs in some 30-something years. I know this because it's all everywhere. They haven't ever won played. a playoff. They haven't won. They had, they had been. won? They had been to the playoffs in the last 30 years. Oh, wait, not oh yeah, that's more forgiving. Yeah. I'm, I'm an idiot. The last time they won a playoff game until this year was 1991. Yeah, what I was hearing a lot of, like, him and Jamar Chase are like a duo that just is almost unbeatable from the perspective of pass the ball through Jamar Chase and he run. But yeah. also Joe Burrow, and, and it's so weird because I'm starting to learn a lot more about football. It's so crazy. <laughs> but from what I understand, I've heard this. He is one of the quickest to throw. Yeah, his release time is very that small. Might, uh, is that a factor of just because his offensive line doesn't give up a lot of time? <laughs> That is it also like play calling's a factor, yeah, but yeah. usually when they talk about that, um, they're talking about the mechanics of the throw more mm-hmm. than they are talking about necessarily each time he throws. Right, right. So the release time from a technical standpoint is when you make your decision and start to throw, mm-hmm. that time starts. Once that ball leaves your hand, mm-hmm. that's that time. Mm-hmm. So going from ready position Mm -hmm. to released position, having that be really fast is huge for success as a quarterback, period. Mm -hmm. Because it gives other people less time to look at what he's doing and react react to it. I did see a clip from the Super Bowl of the Rams quarterback. I don't know his name. Matthew Stafford. He did this no-look pass. Like, I, I don't know what he normally does but and i haven't seen many of this but i've never seen a no look pass before like i was like i was stunned because everything in my heart told me he was gonna throw that way 45 degrees away from the camera and then just like he just casually just like completely perpendicular like straight into someone's arm it's like how did you even see that guy 
you know that offense well enough, and if you can read defenses well enough, uh, and you know your mechanics, you can throw it anywhere you want without looking. As long as you are stepping and doing the right mechanics towards that throw, and yeah. like, and you know what you're doing, you're going to be able to do that. That's nuts. Patrick Mahomes is famous for that. Uh-huh. Matthew Safford was doing that before Patrick Mahomes was even in the league. Uh-huh. But no look passes are a thing. It happens more in basketball than you hear about in football. Uh-huh. But it's become like a cool thing, a cool factor. Like one-handed catches are in, yeah. in football. So. It's cool um, to me. Yeah, it's a really good way to deceive the defense and thinking mm-hmm. you're doing one thing versus the right, other. Right. All I right, even did that in water polo. We're though. getting off topic. How many no-look passes has Tom Brady done? I don't know if he's done any. That man's a fraud. <laughs> but <laughs> but the point I'm getting at is the fact that he was put in a position to become a superstar very easily because he was in a big market team. Uh-huh. He was put in a system with a fantastic offensive coordinator and head coach, period, in Bill Belichick, who mm. has run and had, by the way, during that entire time, New England special teams was ranked in the top three every year. Mm. They were amongst the best special teams in the league every year that they were there. We're talking field goals. We're talking kickoff. We're talking punt. We're talking punt coverage. We're talking kickoff coverage. They won field position battle all the time. Mm. So you look at the win economy, you look at stuff like that, and you look at numerous different things that factor into success for a position, especially mm-hmm. a quarterback. How good was the defense you're playing against? How good are your receivers? How much protection mm-hmm. do you have? And this is the thing that like he's been given a great gift and he's had a legendary career arguably. And I will say this, he has had the greatest career of all time, mm. but that does not make him the greatest player of all time. Because you don't believe it can boil down to a player when it's a team sport. Correct. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to do an exercise. We're running out of time here, uh, but I want to do an exercise. We are going to Frankenstein, the greatest quarterback of all time. You get to pick the brain, the arm, the running ability, so legs, and the heart. You get those four options, brain, arm, legs, and heart and spirit. And I want you to build, in your opinion, obviously this is like completely outside of the whole team thing. You're literally just going to pick and it'll be a creature, a horrible, it'll be screaming in pain. It'll be bleeding from everywhere, but goddamn, that thing will be able to throw. You get to pick four things, legs, arms, brain, heart. Okay. Okay. Oh, you know already? I have an idea. All right. Um, Brain of Peyton Manning. Why? Um, Peyton Manning was historically known for practically being his own offensive coordinator. Uh, He was known for his film study. He also has a giant forehead, so he has a big (laughs) noggin in there. Um, He's also hilarious, and I think he's great. He's one of the quarterbacks I would pick over Tom Brady in picking of all time. Okay, okay. But I don't think there's ever a greatest of all time. We've covered that. We're building him. All right, all right. So, mind of Peyton Manning. Uh A genius when it comes to understanding pass protection. All right, I will take the legs of Michael Vick. Okay. He was the escape artist, the evasion artist. That man Mm -hmm. could have an entire pocket collapsing around him Mm -hmm. and somehow would find a way out. And he made people miss in the open field like nobody I've ever seen before. Mm -hmm. What he did with dogs, terrible, (laughs) awful. But what he. 
dogfighting, bad oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. He went to jail for it. Um, but from a overall standpoint, the man was a freak athlete who was absolutely tremendous capabilities. Uh, and aside from the dogfighting thing, I was a big fan of him before that. He's a lefty. Uh, he threw the ball with his left hand. That's very rare in the NFL. I so see. that was really cool. Is he left-legged? Because that's what we're ripping off of him. Yep. <laughs> A lot of people for current times would probably say Lamar Jackson, who's the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. Also tremendous escape artist. The history of Michael Vick, I think, is just better. Okay. The heart. Mm, heart and soul, the spirit, the inspirational part, the real drive. You know what? Hmm? I got to give it to Tom. Oh. I got to. You do. You were saying a lot about he's a good he, leader and work ethic. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, there's, there's numerous stories about it. He's so competitive. Mm -hmm. there's two differences that I talk about in competitive nature. Mm -hmm. There's people that like to win mm -hmm. and there are people that hate to lose. Yeah. And he is a hate to lose kind of guy, just mm -hmm. like I'm a hate to lose kind of guy. Mm -hmm. And so I have tremendous amount of respect for the chip on his shoulder, the attitude that he has, everything about that. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady wins me over in that factor. All right. So we've plucked the heart from Tom Brady. No. Kalimar. <laughs> right into the horrible freak that we've got. We'll take the whole chest, you know. <laughs> Legs, brain of Peyton. Oh, the whole head. We'll take the head of Peyton. Mm -hmm. Arms. The arm is so difficult for me. Mm. So the reason for this is because there's a lot of historical ones I could pull out of my head and put in there. Pull out of their arm sockets. Well, yeah. And it's just like, there's a lot of arm talent. Mm. Quarterback is known for arm talent. Mm. So weirdly uh -huh. and uniquely because of his completion percentage his accuracy a number of different factors i want to go with a hometown hero but i i don't know if i can i don't have as much knowledge as i would want to by uh -huh. picking kenny anderson i kind of want to pick joe montana but i don't necessarily think he had the arm strength that he got knocked for when he came out of college uh -huh. I got to go Drew Brees. Okay. I got to go Drew Brees. I, I, I have no idea why this is a conflicted decision to you, but I respect it. Drew Brees is, I mean, he was in a fantastic system as well with Sean Payton for mm. the New Orleans Saints. Mm. But Drew Brees is one of those rare talents who went from being drafted, technically drafted by the Giants, mm. and then traded in that draft, weirdly, to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And he had multiple shoulder surgeries, but he's been able to recover from them and come back so much stronger. Mm -hmm. And his completion percentage, he holds records for completion percentage. He can gun that ball. He can sling it. He was undersized and he just was tremendous. And he, he's in my Mount Rushmore of greatest quarterbacks of all time. Mm -hmm. So like the people I could say are like amongst the greats yeah. that have played tremendously well, and but I can't pick one. Standing behind that is this nightmare Frankenstein with the left legs of uh, Michael, Vick. Michael Vick, the arms of Drew Brees, the head of Peyton Manning, and the chest and torso and heart of Tom Brady. Because, and I respect this, the concept of greatest of all time can't really be declared in a team sport or like, because there's so many factors, but this creature, if it could survive the operation, <laughs> would be the greatest of all time. I could agree with that. 
Okay, because it'll never happen. <laughs> yeah, it'll never happen. But the, the biggest reason is because if you have, like, Michael Vick never really had a great offensive line, mm-hmm. and he still did tremendous things. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew Brees has had a pretty consistent offensive line, but his accuracy is uncanny. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the leadership and heart with Tom Brady, like, there's a level in which he inspires his team and gets them to play better, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. And Peyton Manning is just a offensive genius mm-hmm. and understands like making audibles at the line and sees what the defense is going to do before it happens, like without cheating. <laughs> um, and it's great. And, and I will respect this. And this is one thing I didn't talk about earlier with Tom Brady is uh, when he went to Tampa Bay, Yeah, Tampa Bay, like I said, was a six and 10 team with a missing piece and a quarterback. He did something that superstars do in the NBA all the time. And he brought it to the NFL, which I respect highly for. And it's the fact that he was able to recruit players around him mm. to make sure that team would win. Right. I mean, Gronk was retired. He came out of retirement, which Gronk arguably is one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Okay. Um, And Tom Brady's had him for at least half of his career. Mm-hmm. And he brought in, like, there were running backs that wanted to go there. Like, um, Giovanni Bernard left the Bengals because he was getting old and went to Tampa Bay this past year. And um, that was really interesting. And so it's one of those nuances to the point to where it's just, he's had success where he's gone and he's able to perform in the environments that he's had. But the biggest thing that I respect is the fact that he would take a pay cut because he cared more about championships and the team than to try and get the biggest payout that he could possibly get and, mm. and pay through that. And his longevity. I mean, that's a testament to his work ethic, his ability to avoid injuries, stay flexible and do all of those things. Like he puts in the work. And again, I respect the hell out of the guy when he was leaving New England. If he would have come to the Bengals, I would have happily cheered for him. Mm -hmm. I said it numerous times. I kind of hoped for that to happen because I wanted to see what would happen, but I didn't think it would because I knew their offensive line sucked. So I think he deserves the appreciation and respect he does. I just, I cannot be won over ever to say he's the greatest of all time. All right. And so to conclude the illustration I was building at the end, the game was good, but there was a horrible accident. Pile up the... Drew Brees team, Michael Vick team. What are their team names? Help me. Uh, it depends on when, what part of their career. All right. New, New Orleans Saints, uh, Atlanta Falcons, uh, Indianapolis Colts for Peyton Manning, and New England Patriots for Tom Brady. That's too many teams. Anyway, these guys all dogpiled. There was a fumble, and they all dove in at the same time. There was a big cartoon, Acme, Looney Tunes-style cloud, and out popped the horrible amalgamation. The true goat. The Frankenstein thing. Oh. That thing stepped off that field the greatest of all time. It was screaming horribly in pain. (laughs) (laughs) And and then the rest of the pieces reassembled into three different other versions, the worst of all time. (laughs) Weirdly, for whatever reason, when I picture this amalgamation, I picture like the stitching of footballs, like the white laces. Perfect. That's perfect. And then little pieces of pig skin to patch in like faces where the the skin's weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have thoroughly dissected Tom Brady, who is now retired, if I am correct, right? If he doesn't come out of retirement, which he might have by the time this episode airs, who knows? Why would he do that? I don't know. He's always wanted to play for San Francisco because he grew up in the Bay Area. All right. Well, whatever. He's probably not going to. He's old. Old news at this point, and his heart's been cut out. So he, according to Tyler, not the greatest of all time, one of the greats, maybe, but unanimous Hall of Famer for sure. Hall of Famer is he in the Hall of Fame? Well, you have to wait a certain number of years before you're eligible to you be voted into the Hall of Fame. 
Sometimes. <laughs> uh, well, he a future Hall of Famer, a legend, but goat. He is not, according to Tyler. I can't have an opinion. I don't know enough. Yeah. Don't worry, folks. I will be making fun of Tyler until the day he dies. So long as it makes me laugh and hopefully us laugh. You laugh sometimes, too. I do laugh. I do. Yeah. We can all have good fun because that's what sport's all about. Part of the fun is just debating things that we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I almost died. He choked me with his force choke. Yeah. <laughs> In other news, I am going to be signing the two Tom Brady jerseys I've had, mm. signing them Tyler Brady. They will be one of a kind. I will uh. say greatest quarterback of all time because it's the meme and everybody <laughs> loves it. And I'll put the proceeds to charity whenever I get around to that. So that's a thing I will be doing. All right. Look forward to that. Well, thank you, Tyler, for this enlightening discussion. This has been a very entertaining episode for me. <laughs> I've actually learned quite a bit about like quarterbacks and what they actually have to deal with and what they go through and like how the teams are built around them sometimes. Is it bad that I still have a fire burning in me to want to fight and argue about why he's not the greatest of all time still? Listen, you're in a good place. I think the people listening at home, you can if you want to blow all that good faith up right now, you can go on a rant. Actually, no, let's do that. You go on your Tyler Uncensored. Go right now. I'm going to give you two minutes to go. Two on. minutes? I'm going to give you two minutes to go right, on your right. rant of why. All this respect, throw it out the window. Okay. You got go. First of all, love fest, media, hate it. No reason for them to have this obsession with Tom Brady other than the fact that he played in Boston for the New England Patriots. He cheated numerous times. There were numerous things. The NFL made up rules to protect him. It wasn't until he got hit that the knee prevention injury for quarterbacks and where you hit him low is illegal. They created the tuck rule, which allowed them to win the Super Bowl one year when the Raiders should have been in there. There are numerous flags that aren't called. He's a, he calls for flags all the time and he gets preferential treatment because he's supposedly the greatest of all time. So many roughing the passers when ba people barely even touch him. You just glance him because he's just asking for it. He has had the best offensive line almost his entire career amongst the top 10 all the time. He's always had a top defense, always the best special teams. Just because he's won championships with amazing teams and been a part of amazing teams does not make him the greatest. Stop making him the greatest of all time just because he's won championships. Look at the statistics. Look at everything else. Look at success when there's been contra issues and other stuff like that. When he got hit, he was done and he sucked. And that's why they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady is not the greatest. D deal with it. Suck it up and agree with me. <laughs> I, I, I shaved off a minute because I could tell you were going to get yourself in trouble if you kept going. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure and bleep stuff and cut stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> No, but there you have it. All right, we are all out of time. We have a lot of... We, we got to remember what the hell we said we were going to talk about in future episodes because that was, uh, those it was some the cheerleading and uh, cheerleading weird and sports. Oh, fake sports. Fake sports. In media. Sports and media. So we have a lot of topics that we have already, but those are good. We're going to bump those up on our list. Thank you for listening. We have a subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash gmfst i think that that should be the correct one i've seen numerous ones i've seen so. a few that one makes the most sense because it's an acronym and it's a long name yeah it's the acronym we use for the hashtag too so yeah. if you want to share your thoughts about the podcast or anything like that on social media mm -hmm. feel free to use that tag also if you make your own little animations about that we'd love to see them or art fan art we stuff would love like that. to see it. yeah and uh we will be hopefully soon around the time this episode launches we will have a youtube channel up go check it out uh there is going to be not only this podcast is going to be on there but we're going to also put future animations on that channel. We are going to do live action challenges with various sports where Tyler is going to instruct me and show me with various sport things. And then we'll do little uh, challenges that I come up with. 
And possibly punishments for Mark not watching the Super Bowl. Punishments, plural? I was in the air. I was flying. He's got that face again. The I'm going to murder you face. But this one's more smiley. I don't like it. Makes me uncomfortable. Hey, Mark, you remember how I can throw the ball really hard? Uh-oh. <laughs> so stay tuned and check out the YouTube for that. Make sure and subscribe on whatever listening platform you're on and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And we will see you in the next one. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, GOAT. Welcome to GOAT. My favorite sports. Do, do you know he has, a, he, has a, he has a podcast. Does he? Yeah. You want to know what it's called? Uh, Man in the Arena. Let's go. What? <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady has a podcast called Let's Go. Ours, get out. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> They're different. They're different. All right, bye.